A contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors, real contractors, true stories, real solutions. If this is your first time here and you receive some value from the show, please do us a favor and let us know how we're doing. Go leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And if you haven't heard about our uh, private Facebook group called The Profit Club, go check it out. We've created a mastermind community to help contractors put more profit back into their P&L. In that group, we talk about the profit sales systems, marketing, and knowing your numbers. So if that's something that you're interested in, go check it out, hammerandgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. On this episode, we're going to be talking about something that uh, Eric and I sometimes agree on and sometimes we don't. So (laughs) we're going to be talking about branding and more Is that important- any topic that's literally yeah. any topic brad yeah, yeah yeah well that's true but we're trying to talk about branding and more importantly while why your branding sucks you saying my branding sucks some of it does yes no i'm talking <laughs> okay, about i'm go. talking about the guys out there the guys out yeah, in, in, ne- in never never land never never land we're going to talk about never never land later on in this podcast because that's there's a brand tied to that you'll you'll probably know it already when we talk about it, but this is a pretty tricky topic because it's like, is it marketing? Is it branding? And I think branding is overall generally confused, I think, by most people. Like, what is branding, right? Well, branding, advertising, and marketing all get confused. Right. Do you mind if I do a little brief history lesson? You know, I like to do that, right, bro? Do your brief history, and I'm going to uh, look up the definition. Okay, do that. So branding was originated in the 1500s. It's not that old. It's not that long ago. And it, it goes back to some hick-ass ranch life country shit. You know, when they literally branded their cattle and their horses so they didn't get stolen and so forth. So, you know, that's why a lot of people think like your logo is a brand. It's part of branding, but the logo is just it's just an icon. It's just a piece of the puzzle that creates a brand. But branding comes from that historically from the 1500s. And that's why you see the McDonald's logo and the, the Apple logo and Shell, Chevron, yada, yada, yada. But there's there's where it all derives from. Well, thank you, Professor Triplett, for that in- inquisitive back history. Now, listen, I just looked up branding and uh, there's two versions here. One is the action of marking with a branding iron. Right. Like you said, marking cattle and right there. Yeah. Horses. And number two is the promotion of a particular product or company by means of advertising and and distinctive design. Right. So it's not just advertising your business. It's advertising with your distinctive design. And that's it. That's all it says. Yep. I, it's definitely deeper than that. Is that Webster's or what is that? Was that? Oxford's. Oxford's, yeah. It's definitely deeper than that. But I mean, to me, it's about, you know, it's about your reputation. It's, you know, that's all going to tie into that. It's it's about how you make people feel. There's some feelings involved here, some emotions. So, you know, the top brands usually have a slogan 
that tie into their reputation and then the end result of how people feel when, you know, things are complete. That's, that's kind of how, that's my school of thought on branding and how I like it. Well, there's definitely colors and design and all that that plays into it, right? Of course. Um, there's, there's actually a board game. I can't remember the name of it, but it's where you literally have pictures of brands, like the icons, but without the wording. So, for example, it would have like the Coca-Cola, just have the red with the white little swirl in the middle, but it wouldn't say Coca-Cola. And you had to guess what that brand was. So it's it was literally just, just brand, you know, just icons and designs. And it was it's interesting because it just shows you how much that is burned into your brain. Right. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, you know, big companies like Coca-Cola, Apple, they have the money to spend where every time you turn on the TV, everywhere you look, their image is everywhere. Right. Sure. Um, so that's just an interesting, you know, where you learn that. I mean, I can think of jingles and this isn't really branding, but just I hear jingles on the radio. And as soon as that comes on, I can sing it word for word. You know, like a, there's like a law firm. There's like a local law firm that has a jingle. I would never hire them, <laughs> but I remember the jingle every time it comes on the radio. Yeah. Every time I hear the song, I can start singing it word for word. Well, if it's a law firm, let's hope you don't never need to hire them, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, listen, It to me, it ties into feeling and stuff as well, because all these things are tying together. So you have the look, you have some color, but a color doesn't describe a brand. It makes it memorable. That red backdrop with the white swirl makes it makes it memorable. So there's a cohesive look. You know, everything that Coca-Cola does is cohesive and they've they've done it for decades. So, you know, they if they could change that color a little bit, they could make maybe make it green for the, you know, a, a green Coca-Cola for Christmas or St. Patrick's Day with that swirl, and it could potentially work, right? But those are just one-off fun little things in a yeah, brand. You, they would if they did that, they would probably piss a lot of people off, honestly, because it's it's such an icon now that's just it's literally part of history. And if you go changing stuff and messing with it, that's whenever people throw a fit and start sure, sure. boycotting them. But you see how you, you see it. That's when they <laughs> I don't want to talk about. Well, I don't want to talk about Woka Cola being boycotted. But listen, I'm talking one off. It's like, hey, we did this thing for St. Patrick's Day and we produced sure. a limited limited run of green with, you know, green ones, you know, for, so all the leprechauns have Coca-Cola on that day too. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, you can get away with a one-off once you have, once you have the brand and people recognize it and they go with it. So, so that color could change a little bit there in that, in some rare instances, but for most people, I wouldn't recommend playing with that very much. I'd try and stick to something that everyone can remember. Well, that's again, these, these companies have been around for decades and it's, it's burned into your brain. So if you started your business last year and you're like, oh, I'm going to change my color for Christmas, like nobody's even going to notice. It's, you know what I mean? It's, not, yeah. it's probably going to confuse people. You're probably right. You're probably I right. I thought your colors were blue. Why, why are they green now? Yeah. So I do want to tap into the feeling part of it because there is an element there that the way the end result of the way the that you feel when you're working with that brand, the way you feel when you're working with that company. It's like, you know, when you're talking about Coca-Cola, it's like you're refreshing and it makes me feel good. And, you know, that's the feeling that they're trying to, you know, the bubbles are on the can and like it gives you that feeling. Right. 
And um, they're usually involved with some kind of sports event where you're getting together with friends and like you're having this thing. Of course, beer ties into that too. You know, you get the sports events and you loosen up and you have fun. And, and that's when, that's when you think about that and it gives you that feeling, you know, it's so funny when you see the, the beer commercials and then, you know, you, you got these guys pounding beers and they have ripped abs and they're with these hot chicks playing volleyball on the beach. And it's like, if you love beer, that's not really, that's not the end result you're going to get. You're not going to get six pack abs and attract all these beautiful women. You know, you're going to have a keg around your stomach and, you know, you're not going to be able to play volleyball as well as they, they are in the commercial. It's trickery. Well, I mean, they, again, they, they've done, they've spent millions of dollars on research and they, they know how to sell the emotion hundred percent. So let's bring it back to contractors. Can I, let me, I mean, let me stay there just a little bit longer, please. So I can drive this. All home. right, go ahead. So I, I was going through on my walk today. I was thinking about these different brands and like the slogans tied behind them. And one of the reasons why 20 years ago when I was building my brand, I found a slogan that I think worked really well for me. So Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. They're getting into the emotion, you know, the, the end result. Let's go there and have a good time. Nike, just do it. Like, you know, compete, get going, like take the race. Like they, they get you excited about that, right? You know, what is it? FedEx when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. That's their, that's their brand. They, they're reliable, right? You know that the end result is you're going to get your package to the certain place on time. I'm just flipping through. Well, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say that for sure with FedEx. Well, I mean that's that's their brand. That's what they've in, incited that emotion in people. That's how they. That's their that, brand, but their service surely doesn't. It doesn't lead up to their brand today. <laughs> well, it's funny because they scaled past what they could. That they could do. They got so big that that became harder and harder. But you know, BMW is the ultimate driving machine. It's like the ultimate. You know thing on the road, right? So Allstate, you're in good hands. That means that, that the feeling like, hey, if I get in trouble, these guys are going to take care of me. So th that's where it comes to. And there's over and over and over, like the, one of the newer ones, Uber, move the way you want, right? So you can call whatever kind of car you want. You could come in whatever time you want. You could go and do whatever. So that's that's where these things come into place. And so for me, what I my slogan that tied to my brand, you know, the Pondigger Waterscape Design and Construction Company, my icon logo has a shovel and a grid and a little splash of water and this construction type logo. And then my slogan is touching people's lives with water. So tie into the emotion, get people excited to be outside and that kind of stuff. So th that's where I like to lean on that. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, we're talking more about slogans, but that is part of your brand, right? And not so much your, so I guess there's, there's really, there's two aspects to branding. There's one, which is the visual aspect, right? Again, going back to like the icons and the colors and all that, that's going to be a visual branding. You see a truck driving down the road, you're like, oh, that's that's so-and-so's business or whatever. And then you have the brand and sense of the um, reputation, right? You have the reputation of the brand. And that's where a lot of those slogans come in into that because your slogans kind of represent the you know, your mission of your business, right? Like you said, uh, touching, would you say, what's yours again? I just forgot. Touching people's lives with water. Yeah. Touching people's lives with water. That's great. I mean, that's, that's self-explanatory. It can almost stand on its own, like without even a slogan, touch people's lives with water. So some of these people you see that have like, we build beautiful backyards for people who like to enjoy on the weekends. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like, dude, that's, <laughs> that's like way too long. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so the vi- you get the visual and you got the, the emotional or the, or the reputation side of it. I like to t- talk more about the visual part of it because I think it's a super important, you know, your reputation Usually when you have a reputation, it's not tied to a visual aspect. It's just like if someone says, hey, do you know a good pond builder? I'm like, yeah, I know a guy, uh, the pond digger, Eric over there, the pond digger. He's the guy you want. Well, I haven't seen your logo. I don't know anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. It's because your reputation precedes you. But I think the visual aspect of it, and this goes into, you know, the design itself. This goes into the name of the business, this goes into the colors of your design and your business. This goes into the, you know, the graphics and the um, vehicle wraps and lettering and your shirts and all that. And your website, like all of that stuff ties into your brand image. And a lot of people get this wrong. For sure. So, cause I wanted to ask like what, what, okay. So you're saying your branding sucks. Like what tell people what they're doing wrong. Well, I was thinking about this and I thought about doing kind of like a lightning round type thing, something a little bit different, Eric. We've never done this before. And so Thanks for the heads up, bro. Yeah, like, man. Why not do it on, on the, the fly? Yeah, put me on the spot. Yeah, Let's go yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah. So I just thought it'd be a little fun if we just kind of go back and forth. So for example, your branding sucks if your company uniform is a Metallica shirt. I love Metallica, dude. I love it. Okay. Dude, your branding sucks if the trailer you have has plywood all the way around it and you took a, a paint can and you wrote, DJ's hauling, call now, in in a spray can. That's awesome. Yeah, your branding sucks if you have a magnet on the side of your vehicle. I love that one, dude. I, I hate magnets. I totally hate them. <laughs> your branding sucks if you have five guys in someone's backyard and they're all wearing different colored t-shirts. That is, yeah, that's good. Your branding sucks if your domain is not even remotely close to the name of your business. Your branding sucks when you have three different vehicles and they don't look anything alike each other. You know, the the company logos. You mean like one's one truck's red and one's green and one's blue? Yeah, one's got, you know, wrapped this way, that way, whatever. There's no consistency. Yeah, your branding sucks if your hat is your favorite beer company. Oh, dude, I love beer. You, that, was that a direct tag at me? Mm, no. No, you know my hat's rock and roll. You have like 80,000 different hats. <laughs> okay, I'm going to run out a little bit here. I'm going to get now put on the spot. Your branding sucks if... Your logo, icon logo, can't be embroidered on a hat and and look cool and sexy without having the rest of something else around it. You know, like your logo and slogan, your name, like just the icon. Think about the just the, the Nike swirl, and that, that's what I mean. That was way too complicated. But I mean, no, but it, that's that's a big deal for me. If you can't dissect your logo and take out the icon and put it on the hat with no explanation and have it look cool, your shit sucks. Well, mine's kind of sucks. Sucks because it the word is the logo. <laughs> <laughs> if you take the name out of it, there is no logo. <laughs> uh, you may have stumped me there, man. Your branding sucks 
if you go to get a check from your client and she's like, who do I write this to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like yeah. that one, huh? That's a good one. Uh, that, that is a good one. Your branding sucks if people can't even pronounce the name of your business. Only only difference there that I would say is if you have a really interesting, weird, difficult last name, I think it could work. I mean, think about Gary Vaynerchuk, you know. He did shorten it to VaynerMedia, but there's 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 a little twist there. I'll buy on something there. Yeah, but no one's gonna no one will ever know how to spell Hebner. Literally they my entire life, no one's known how to spell it or pronounce it. So uh, yeah. If they can't pronounce it, then people aren't gonna know. Well, it that that is a challenging one, but there's some rules that can be broken there a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you have Anheuser Busch. I, I don't know how to spell Anheuser. But, but I'm saying that's but, the, that's the name of the business, but their beer is Bud Light, right? Budweiser. It's easy to say. Mm-hmm. It's easier than Anheuser Busch. But they do have a cool, iconic logo. Just pissed me off when uh, they got rid of the horses. There's a good example when they got rid of the Clydesdale yeah. horses. I was pissed off, man. Did they like completely get rid of them? Like, I think they're bringing burnt. them back because they pissed off too many people. My wife doesn't yeah. even like beer. She's literally crying and shit. She's like, "What about the Super Bowl commercials and the Christmas stuff?" You know, like she was she was irate. Well, they're not even an American company anymore. Yeah, you know that, that right. Yeah, that pisses me off too. But I don't drink Budweiser, so I, I don't drink beer at all. But I've I've been to that. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've been to the um, their theme park. You know, Anheuser Busch has a theme park. I don't know the theme park, but in California, like SeaWorld has a, a big. There was a big section where they had Anheuser Busch and they had the Clydesdales and all that stuff. So they were part um, of that park, but I don't know which one you're talking about. No, they have an actual like amusement park. Anheuser, it's called uh, uh, Busch Gardens. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Well, there was the Bush, a, it was Busch Gardens at at SeaWorld. There was the Busch Gardens section right there. Yeah, well, they have. There's actually one standalone. Like it's literally just theirs. They have Clydesdale horse, and they have actual horse. The horses for this, the companies at that park. You can go up and look at the horses. This went way south real quick. Yeah, get me talking about beer see, and horses, and we're going to go crazy. Look, man, ranch life. Look how great their branding is. It literally got us to talk about their brand for ten minutes on our podcast. That's excellent branding. Dude, we're not even sponsored by them, and I don't even drink their beer. Yeah, That's I don't just drink beer up. either. So listen, back to branding. The one thing, and in, in, <laughs> I was giving you some crap last week about this, and that is your vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is literally, in my opinion, if I could only do one type of like print advertising, it would be a vehicle wrap. I would you would, I would have my whole vehicle wrapped. I wouldn't do signs. I wouldn't do yard signs. I wouldn't do brochures. I wouldn't do mailers. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't even do billboards. I would literally have my vehicles wrapped. So if you're not doing that, it's a huge opportunity that you're missing. Sure. Now, you and I talked about this last week uh, a little bit, and uh, you mentioned that you had your big old face plastered all over the side of one of your trailers. Mm-hmm. But you also just got a new truck done. And you went real simple and clean on that. So why don't you why don't you talk to me about like why you did that? So this could get sideways real quick, go really long. So I don't want to dominate this too much, but 
because my wife and I are into horses and we go to these horse expos, you know, you, there would be these trainers who would come to the horse expo. You'd like have Clinton Anderson and he, he'd come up with this big rig and there, there'd be horses like plastered on the side and then him riding like a freaking badass on there and like skidding and the, the dust is flying up. And Clinton Anderson and his logo, it's all that stuff. So this is before COVID happened. We were going to go on this pretty much a big campaign, a tour of the DIY clinics and teaching people how to do stuff. It's been a big part of my brand for 20 years. And so I was like, I'm going to put my face on the side of it. You know, we've got millions of people that have seen this on YouTube. I'm going to try and tap into that and put as seen on YouTube, you know, learn how to learn how to build from a professional, kind of like the horse training stuff did. So I did that basically in February last year, 2020. And then we didn't do any, you know, we did a couple, but that was just that trailer. So like, I could still have all my other trucks pull that particular like clinic trailer, you know? So that was like a campaign piece. And so I've explored with this stuff over the years and I've done big logos. I've done big wraps. I've wrapped my other brand, which is our, our Helix stuff. So I've tried to integrate the, the two companies into one, almost like a race car driver. Right. So I was, I've been experimenting with this for a few years, but I always think back to a really clean and simple corporate logo. And I think this is an interesting thing that I'd like to contribute to the conversation is my logo can be, and my brand can be very loud and large and outlandish and have a really good impact, but then I can shrink it down and just be clean and tasty and simple and sexy and look very corporate. So that that's, those are the things that I've played with, but I've been doing it for 20 years. So I've been through, I've been through the ups and downs and new trucks and killed trucks yeah i mean you you can afford to uh, your truck to not get as much attention because you because you've been around you you've established your brand you've established your reputation and so literally even if you didn't have any lettering on your trucks people would still be calling you right because you have other true you have other sources too your social media your instagram your youtube channels like people know you from all kinds of channels for sure if you didn't do any of that stuff if you didn't have the social media the youtube you know all the other stuff and you didn't have anything on your vehicles you it may be a little bit more difficult to get business well i'm glad you said that because i certainly wouldn't if i was coaching a new business if i was coaching a business that had been around for a decade I would say, look, you, your trucks have to be blasted. They have to look great. They have to look clean. I let my trucks get dirty. I mean, we live on a ranch. I have dirt roads everywhere. So I, I tend to let my trucks get a little bit dirty, dirtier than most, right? But I would be like, this truck has to look clean, tight, organized. You know, I mean, your branding sucks if you, your dashboard looks like a dash and it has a McDonald's cup on there, you know, and spilled French fries. Your branding sucks. When you can't even see the dashboard because it just has receipts and trash and all kinds of stuff. Right. So that that's a reflection of how <laughs> yeah, you make is. people well, feel. Like they feel like this guy's a slob. That's not a good impression. I want to come back to that real quick, but I just want to do a totally separate thing. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Tom Silva's TikTok. Have you seen his TikTok? Wait, who's, which one's Tom Silva? Tom Silva, the Ask This Old House. Oh, no, I haven't seen it at all. He's on TikTok now. Okay. And th- literally there was a, a TikTok of his daughter was coming in, like getting in his truck and he hops in or she opens the door and it's just covered with Dunkin' Donuts. 
like bags and trash in the seat, the floorboard. He's like, what? I like, I like their coffee or something. He was like throwing, like swiping all the trash off the seat. He got paid well for that. It was just a joke, but it's still funny. It's kind of like what you're talking about. I'll have to check that one Um, out. But no, back to the dashboard stuff. I mean, this can also hurt your image, right? And this, this is a totally different thing that I want to talk about too, but you can have a good logo. You can have a good website. You can have all of the stuff that you need to have. Like it can be perfect. But if you have trash on your dashboard and you pull up to Lowe's to get some material and someone's walking up and they're looking for a contractor and they just happen to be there looking at paint colors or whatever and they see your truck and they're like, oh, wow, this looks really nice. And they kind of walk up to write down the phone number or whatever and they see trash all over your dashboard. Like if it was me, I would not be calling that contractor. For sure. Yeah. I I think that's some common sense, but, you know, sometimes people need to, you know, they need to be told that, you know, like, oh, I knew it, but I, I failed to act upon it and they don't realize how it's affecting them. So this goes to your social media, too, as far as like talking about politics and religion and hot topic things. You know what I mean? I actually got uh, it's a funny it's not really a funny story because it pissed me off. But a 2016 election, a friend of mine, a mutual friend of mine posted something about the election and there were several people on there commenting and I responded to one, another person. I didn't know the person. He was a friend of my friend. So we had a mutual friend and there was a little bit of back and forth, you know, a couple back and forth, nothing crazy. And then it started escalating, right? Cause that's politics on social media. That's where it always goes. And I was on my personal page and I said something and I wasn't like super insulting, like you're a dumbass and you don't know what the hell you're talking about. It wasn't like that. It was just like I was stating my facts and it, it probably made him look stupid. About 10 minutes later, I get a notification. You have a new review on your Team Andy page. <laughs> oh, and I go and look and it's him. That's... And he left me a one star review. That's a can- I didn't even know the guy. That's canceled. Never even did work for yeah. him. Cancel culture I- shit. Trust me, yeah. I know who you voted for. Anyways, let's get back to the. Well, wait a minute. I want to, but here's <laughs> the thing, though. This is part of your branding. This is part of your brand image, right? Because I have a certain image of my business. And I even responded to him. And then he responded to me on the review. It was like on the review. Oh, gosh. Like, you guys are going back and forth fighting there. I wasn't even fighting with him. I was just like, we don't know this person. He's not a customer of ours, you know. Yeah. Just basically saying like this is a bogus review. Sure. And then he's and then he responds with more information about how I said this and this on this other page and I was doing this and I'm ant the funny thing is he's like he's anti veteran. He's anti military. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, I was like, You are a complete moron. So for those of you who don't know, you know, of course Brad was a Marine. Is a Marine. You're still a Marine, right? What do they call it? Retired Marine? Whatever, yeah. But yeah, I was just like, whatever, dude. So that can hurt your brand image is what I'm saying. Sure. All of that. Yeah, yeah. All right, now take it away. Well, I mean, I, I want to get back to, you know, we, we talked about the trucks and it's it can seem confusing, especially if you're looking at another brand or a company that's been around for a long time and they're experimenting with some things. 
you know, it might be confusing and you think you can, you know, that that means it's cool to do or whatever. But like if I was coaching or guiding a, a younger business, I would the, the cars would be the first thing I would go to the trucks that that kind of image I would go for. And then it would be apparel and make sure your guys look the clean and look all the same. I think that's really critical. I get a ton of comments about my crew and the way we look. And the way we clean up, it is our reputation. You know, uh, when we go to jobs, people go like, oh, I can't believe how well you cleaned up. You know, you're just going to tear this shit up tomorrow too. I'm like, well, it'll be clean tomorrow too. You know, if, if something happens and you got to come out here tonight, I want you tripping over our stuff. That's just what we do. Yeah. I, I literally get more compliments about how clean we keep our workspace than I do about the actual quality of the work that we do. That says a lot, actually. Anytime I hire a new person, I have them come in and sit down and read through the reviews. And I say, look, what do you notice that's the reoccurring theme in all these reviews? And they're like, oh, you're professional and you're clean and, you know, organized and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. You don't see people saying, you know, their their craftsmanship is impeccable and they do great quality work. Some of them do. Yeah. But that that's not the majority of the majority of them. They took care of our house. They were super clean. They were here on time. They, you know, they communicated well. It's the service side of it. It's not the actual act of doing the work. Well, that is the experience and how you make them feel about it as well, right? Yeah, that's part of your image, right? That's part of your brand reputation. And, you know, so going back to the trucks, I want to tell this story. When I first started, I had a uh, just a white Ford truck and I didn't have a bunch of money because I was just barely starting out with a little bit of cash. And But I, I knew it was important to have lettering on your truck and I wasn't going to do a magnet and care what it would cost. But I just had very simple, kind of like your corporate look where you're just, just on the door, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. on the tailgate, very simple. And I had that for like three or four years, the first three or four years in business. And then it got totaled. I had to buy a new truck and I couldn't find a truck to save my life. That was in my price range. I finally ended up buying a black pickup truck, but my colors are red, white, and blue. And I really wanted it to be white. And I was like, well, I can just wrap the truck. Right. Cause I had a friend of mine that was doing the graphics. He's like, why don't you just wrap it? We can make it white. It'll look like a white truck. Cause I don't have like, crazy colors all over the whole truck so it's predominantly white but then my logo is real big down the whole side of the truck and so we did that and people started calling hey i see your trucks all over the place trucks trucks plural i see your trucks all over the place i'm like no you see me i only have one truck you see me driving all over the place so but here's the thing when i had my other truck I never got one single phone call from someone saying, I saw your truck because it wasn't big enough. Yeah. I mean, that's a big impact for sure. And that's why I would lean on that probably the first thing I would do. And then I wanted to touch back on the shirts because so if we're on a project for a duration, you know, if we're there for more than a week uh, or even if we're there for three days, if it crosses over on a Friday, my team, we wear red, red apparel every Friday. And we've done it for probably 18 years to support, to show support for our troops, like bring the troops home. We, we want our, we want our uh, boys and girls home, like get over there, kick ass, do what you got to do, but we want you home. That's what we want. So that, that was something we've been doing for a long time. And so if we show up on a Thursday, we're all in orange and then we show up on Friday, everyone's wearing red. That's part of our plan. That's our uniform. And people are like, weren't you orange yesterday? And then they, they kind of figured out and that shirt says support our troops on it and, 
Now our orange shirt says support our troops as well, but we still wear red in, to represent that. But then we cross over back over to Monday and we're back to orange. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, orange. And then back to red on Friday. And, and people recognize that kind of stuff. And it's interesting because when I work on other projects, when there's multiple crews, like different contractors, I've seen it many, many times where I'm the only crew there. Everyone's in the same color and everyone else is just like, one guy looks like a landscaper. One guy looks like a, you know, a tree trimmer. One guy looks like a, you know, a janitor because they're all different colors, even though they're all on the same team. That that helps to establish this a feeling of professionalism. And there goes back to the feelings. I'm always going to touch on that because I think that's super important on a brand. Absolutely. And I've always from day one, uh, we wear polos. And uh, I mean, it's basically a T-shirt with a collar. So it's not like, you know, you think like a real heavy, super nice polo. It's a cheap polo, but it looks nice because it has a collar on it. And we wear khaki pants and everybody has the same outfit. And so if there's three or four of us that show up to a job and we all look the same, I mean, and we pull up in our trucks that are lettered, decaled, and everything else goes along with it. It's just a wow factor. Right. Yeah. I mean, people are just they can't help but be amazed by how if you look good and you act good and you do good work, like you can't not win. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've always said, you know, I've always made the joke. I could hire a meth head to come in and do the work and probably do it just as good as a skilled carpenter or whatever. But he's not going to have the professionalism, right? He's not going to have the customer service because that's the part people care about. They care more about the service side and the professionalism part than they do about the actual work that you're being done. And this is where contractors get hung up because they think, oh, I'm the best deck builder in the, in the state. Nobody can build a deck better than me. And that may be true. But if you show up in your Metallica shirt with your beat up truck and you got coffee cups and McDonald's bags all over your dashboard and you got holes in your jeans, the guy across the street's not going to call you. You know what I'm saying? I still like the Metallica shirt. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It has nothing to do with the quality of the work you do. It literally doesn't have anything to do with it. It's the same thing as, as salesmen. If a salesman showed up to your house to sell you insurance, life insurance, or a stockbroker, you know what I mean? If a stockbroker is coming to your house to talk to you about stocks and he pulls up in a beat up gremlin and he's wearing, you know, jeans with holes in them, are you going to be buying stocks from that dude? Not likely. Not likely. Not likely. Yeah. But if the dude pulls up in a Jaguar and he's wearing a three piece suit with Italian leather shoes and he says, these are the stocks that made me a millionaire. You think you might invest with them? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So image is everything. I do have a funny little story here. So I, 2003, I won, I won a car. It was a um, 350, nice. yeah, 350Z. Clean, really? clean little thing. It was, it was sexy. I mean, it looked like a Porsche, right? This Was it brand new? It was, it was a year old. It was like this promotional thing and they drove it around for a year and then they gave it away at the end of the year and I won it. And so... It was, it was super cool. I, I get it home, you know, I drive around a little bit. I'm all like, oh, this is, this is badass. And I started driving it to my consultations to see people and talk about designs for their pawns and shit. 
my sales dropped exponentially because people are like, oh, this guy makes way too much money. I'm not buying a pawn from him. I need to, I need a, this guy's all, you know, flamboyant driving around his Porsche. I mean, it's a 350Z. It was like a $38,000 vehicle at the time. It wasn't that, it wasn't like I'm driving around a $100,000 car, right? So I noticed that my sales dropped. I'm like, this is not normal. I, I close, I'm a closer. So what I did was I traded it in. I traded the $35,000 350Z in for like a $75,000 four by lifted truck, big, the thing could pull your house down the street, right? And then I started driving up to people's houses like that. My sales popped right back up. I'm like, literally, this vehicle is twice as much money as that last one. And now you want to buy from me? It's all the way you make people feel. I mean, they want you to be successful, but like there's this weird, it, it's, it was really weird. I'll never forget it. Dude, that reminds me. I know for a fact this is why I didn't get this job. I, I say that. I just have this feeling. I showed up to this estimate. This is before I was charging for estimates. My truck was in the shop and I had the loaner vehicle. Well, the loaner vehicle is like this crappy old S10 pickup truck that has the name of the, the auto body place all down the side. Like I'm advertising for the mechanic, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I pull up to their job, you know, and of course I'm like, oh, you know, my car, my truck's in the shop, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't get the job. I mean, I, I felt self-conscious driving that truck because I wasn't in my branded truck pulling yeah. up to that uh, estimate. Well, maybe that was pre-profit sales system when you were just like, yeah, this is what it's going to cost, dude. Maybe that's part of it, too. It's just all in your head. All the, yeah. It, you know, a lot of that plays into your head, too. There's some psychology that goes into that. If you don't feel like you're a professional, if you're not, if you don't look professional and feel professional, that affects your, you know, it affects how you talk to people, how you sell it, your, the way you carry yourself changes and people can pick up on that. That's an inter- interesting twist that you mentioned that about your branding. Because if your branding is giving off that impression and feeling, you feel more, you, your bravado steps up a little bit. Your team feels better. You know, like they, they feel good. You feel like more like a crew. It, it builds a lot. Uh, it's, it's a strange psychology piece, but I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had employees that, they weren't too happy about wearing the uniforms. You know, they'd rather wear T-shirts and jeans. And But, um, you know, I've, I've had them move on, like, after a year, two, three years, whatever it is, and they move on to another job. And then I'll run into them, and they're like, man, like, all that stuff you had us do, like, that really made a difference because the place I'm at now, they don't do any of that, and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> man, one of, one of my good buddies, he works for a big company, like, a lot, a lot bigger than my company. And they, they don't have any branded, you know, hats or shirts or jackets or anything like that. Not, nothing. And um, he literally wears Pondiger shit to work every day. Hats, shirts, pins, you know, gaiters for the mask. Like what? He, uh, he's fully decked out in Pondiger shit all day long. And so it's funny because his boss was like, what do you work for Pondiger or something? He's like, why don't you get some apparel? I'll wear that. But he doesn't. So. I mean, it, it's funny. It made an impression on the owner of this really large company. Yeah. I mean, what's the, why aren't you buying your guy's stuff? You know? Yeah. I want to leave with one final thought on kind of branding and really more along the lines of vehicle wraps. When I say vehicle wrap, I mean like your entire truck is wrapped. Like it's over the top. Like with, with magnets? Kind of, yeah. With like just wrap, literally wrapped in a bunch of magnets. <laughs> no. Vinyl wraps. 
I've heard people say like, I don't like that. It looks too gaudy. It's kind of cheesy looking, you know, it's, it's just not my style. I want to be clean. I just want to have it very simple. And this is not, I'm not digging on you, but you know, it's, I don't, I want it to be low key. I just, I just want to have no work. I just don't want anybody calling me. So here's the thing I want to put out there. That's what I heard you saying. I just don't want people to call me. I don't want work. I just don't want people to call me. No, here's what I want to say. And this is where business owners, their ego starts flaring up. It doesn't matter what you like. It matters what actually works. Let me say it again. It doesn't matter what you like. It matters what works. And full wraps with big old letters on the side where your business name is down the entire side of the vehicle so damn big that you can see it from 100 yards away. That works when you have it where you have to get a freaking magnifying glass out to see the name of your business and number and all that stuff. It doesn't work. So a lot of us contractors and business owners are like, oh, it's I'm all ego. It's my business. It's got my name on the side of it. I don't I want to do this and this and I want this and this and this. That's fine. You can do whatever you want. It's your business. But if your phone ain't ringing, your branding, you sucks. Got bit, then your branding sucks. Yeah then your branding sucks. Exactly right. So wrap that freaking truck as big as you can. It's a mobile billboard. It works huge, huge returns. My last vehicle I put on cost me $4,000 to wrap the vehicle. And it paid for itself in the first week I had it. Yeah, pays off for sure. That's all I got, Eric. That's all you got? Well, let me take us home. Thank you so much for spending time with us on the podcast tonight. I hope you're enjoying it as much as Brad and I enjoy recording it. If you're finding value in what we're putting out there, it means the world to us. If you just jump on over and take us just a hot second to give us a review, subscribe and smash the five-star rating. It helps us in the positioning of the podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hammer and Grind Podcast. And if you want to know more about the Profit Club and the way we're coaching on the, the Profit Sales System and some other things that we're doing, uh, we would love it if you just jump on over to hammerandgrind.com and uh, click around, search around, look at the bars, and um, we'll hope to see you on the inside of the Profit Club soon.